Hi, I am Chitra. I am Madhvi. I am Jyoti. I am Suchitra. Together we are your hosts on the Edge podcast. We bring you stories and experiences from our experiments around learning, marketing and design. These are stories of people, technology and people interacting through technology. Of what we see, create and recommend. wild what is the digital superhighway with 2 billion websites and counting table stakes for almost all businesses today the first thing that almost anyone does when you tell them what you do or what company you work for is look you up on their phone discovering you associating you or it's almost like verifying your authenticity based on your digital presence this episode of the edge podcast features tara chako key accounts manager and Subramaniam Kodwayur, Senior UX Designer from Clearly Blue Digital. Tara and Subhu came into website designing in most unexpected ways. Listen to their experiences around managing client expectations, dealing with nebulous requirements, and what it takes for people who aspire to become good website designers and more. Hi Subhu and hello Tara. A very warm welcome to both of you to the Edge podcast. I am looking forward to this conversation with my colleagues here today a very warm welcome to both of you thank you so much uh, chitra thank you for having us thanks chitra so i'm going to start by asking each one of you about how y'all came to do the kind of work you do today as i had shared with y'all what i would like to explore with y'all today is how is it that y'all got into building website for various customers and clients did you always think that you would do it or how did life in this kind of work begin for you so i was working for this uh, startup called adzui uh, that's in bangalore and uh, i was doing a little bit of coding and then qa uh, work and uh, the client was uh, a us based client who was doing some you know uh, sap extension on ipads and all that so they wanted all of their uh, vendor partners to have macbooks and uh, that is when i got my hands first on a mac inside me something changed okay so <laughs> when i moved from windows to macbook you know the way i interacted with the system and uh, you know started uh, doing my work uh, it something felt really different uh, the way the os and uh, you know the mac was you know working together the way i did my work the way i started looking at work you know everything changed at that point in time I, uh, we were also starting a new product called home product. inspector and uh, i started doing collaterals for that and one thing led to another and at that point in time uh, there was a, a company called sketch uh, they introduced their you know mac only product for ui design that was very easy to use and you know and design started coming naturally to me and one thing led to another again and i started doing websites and you know designs for mobile apps that's my story and now it's been around 6 years and i've been uh, enjoying what i've been doing so i'll uh, start with my story so i started in software uh, quite some time back um and i spent around 9 uh, to 10 years in uh, uh, in a software working at companies like infosys and other smaller companies after which uh, when i had my uh, uh, when my children were young i had taken a, a break and uh, 
uh, around after uh, I think around four to five years after my break started, you know, I just there was this itch to uh, get back to work. Uh, so around that time, I had done this uh, uh, an executive general management uh, program at uh, IIMB, and I started looking at things other than you know regular software. So what I had worked on earlier was mainly testing of uh, telecom products. So that was the space in which I had worked. So as I was looking out for uh, openings, uh, I, I came across openings for, uh, uh, you know, content positions. And I was, you know, just not very sure about getting into something like uh, content because I, I didn't know whether uh, I had it in me. And somehow at that time, my idea about doing uh, content was, uh, you know, I, I just assumed that people wrote about fashion or, you know, uh, some some small articles and things like that. Uh, and I, I just felt at that time that it was probably not my cup of tea. Somehow, um, the when the opening at, uh, at Clearly Blue came up, and once I joined and I started working on content, I started realizing that there was so much uh, more to it, right? It's not just about writing on topics that probably didn't interest me, but there was development of websites, there was writing web content, there was writing blogs, writing case studies. And I really started uh, uh, enjoying the whole uh, process. And that is when I really, you know, really stumbled into uh, something like uh, helping with the creation of websites, writing content for uh, websites. So that's really how my journey uh, started, uh, Chitra. Thank you, Subhu and Tara. I am seeing the beginnings of a pretty lively and interesting conversation here because both of y'all have had aha moments stumbling into the world of design and content. I have a lot of questions around that now coming to my mind. Let me start with this. What have been, from your experiences, some interesting stories that you could share with us when it comes to helping people design websites for their business? Yeah, so uh, in my case, I remember the first website uh, that uh, we had developed for one of our clients. At this point of time, I'm not able to even remember the name of the website. It was four or five years back. I just remember thinking that, you know, I have no idea how to do this. I, I was wondering how I would start, what needs to be done. And uh, the words uh, that were being bandied about were things like themes, wireframes. And I had no clue what everyone was, uh, uh, you know, really uh, talking about. So I remember being, uh, now that I look back, I wonder why I was so, you know, terrified. But I really thought, you know, this was like something uh, that would be so complicated. You know, gradually there are things that I learned. Then I learned about wireframes and I learned about prototypes and how content should sit. You know, general terms that are used when, when it comes to designing websites above the fold, below the fold, uh, things like that. So those are, uh, you know, some of my early memories of uh, creating or helping with the, the creation of websites. Later, uh, I remember sometime, I think around two to three years back, uh, when I was uh, again involved with the uh, uh, helping with writing content for uh, one of our uh, clients, there was this whole branding workshop that was uh, 
done before we actually started work on uh, the the design of uh, the website and uh, you know i didn't know how all these things came together what, what was the need for a branding workshop before we started the design of a website i mean we had already created so many websites without doing branding workshops so what was the need for this so these are uh, you know some some memories that i have of my uh, journey in this field thanks tara how about you subu my memories are not as vivid as tara's but uh, i think uh, what i remember is i think some cookie clients maybe you know it's not website related uh, one of the projects when i started designing you know i was a freelancer and uh, i did this website for a client who stays nearby uh, they call spring people and you know the client was uh, like uh, super demanding and uh, i remember doing at least like you know 20 to 30 iterations for the you know many of the pages just to get the you know uh, flow and content right as we do in you know many uh, client projects it was a fixed price projects so it saw that you know i got uh, paid a lot but you know it was a good experience of you know going through the iterations and uh, i think as a designer you have to be ready for iterations it's a, it's a part it becomes a part of your life after some point in time and this one you know i, I guess i started with the right one so that's one memory and uh, this is not related to website another thing that i remember i think most of the clients when they see design products they are very subjective about it and unless you uh, either they trust you or you know they know what they want and you know you just have to do it for them one of the clients asked me to change a, a you know color on some one of the artifacts because uh, his reason was his wife didn't like it so uh, you know that there are some you know quirky things you know which happen in the world of design and uh, we also did uh, i think a website design for another client uh, in clearly blue so there was a lot of iterations and you know ultimately for whatever reason you know uh, the project didn't go through but i i think uh, one of the things i'm seeing in the world of design is you know i haven't i haven't been able to spot a clear cut management mechanism to you know manage the life cycle clearly it always goes into iterations and you know there's always clash about scope yeah i think these are these are what i have seen you know in the design journey thanks subu especially for some of us like myself too like very much like tara started our career in the corporate world for a very long time and became over a time became used to having certain processes and structures around any kind of project that you did but what i've also begun to notice in the past year year and a half is that in the creative space and to me designing something like a website or bringing that to life is very much iterative it is layers and layers of peeling away something tossing aside something putting something new and i have always wondered can there ever be a, a method to this all can there ever be a process there is some but i'd like to hear what you all have to say about it what do you think about it so my view would be you know we kind of uh, learn from this projects and you know start to see what is getting repeated you know and in, you know the the good ones and the bad ones put put them kind of you know in some sort of sequence and see you know if that can help us the doing the good things you know automatically and you know preventing the bad things from happening so i i think as an organization i would expect that you know i mean i think i have been with clearly blue for one year now and uh, i don't i still don't see you know some sort of uh, practices coming into play okay you know we are we are getting we are we are moving from one project to another but uh, you know i think that still has to be some kind of you know insights gathered from this project and you know that is fed back into management 
to establish as some standard practice so i think that would be my view yeah i agree with what subhu is saying uh, i think it's uh, we over the years we haven't had uh, too many processes uh, in uh, place but i think again this is also uh, iterative right uh, we learn from uh, things uh, that we've done earlier uh, mistakes that we've made earlier and i think over the course of time we need to build up certain processes which you know which will help us with uh, future uh, uh, projects just so that we can avoid uh, the back and forth the to and fro that we often see with anything any kind of projects related to design right i mean it's not just website design it could be just the simple design of a of an ebook or a, you know a case study or you know a- anything like that we we tend to see innumerable uh, iterations uh, uh, happening which uh, you know which could bring in some kind of uh, frustration right yeah so i think what we need to do is uh, over the course of time learn from things that have happened earlier and uh just try and ensure as far as possible that you know some of the some of the issues seen earlier don't uh, repeat just so that the the timelines and the cycles uh, for each of these uh, deliverables are uh, shortened what i heard both of you say is is interesting that is there is a possibility of having some process in place so this leads to another question that is actually based off of something that you said subhu and we've all seen it happen in the course of various kinds of work that we've done is that sometimes only when you show a client something it gives rise to something else and that thing just goes on and on and on so but, but my question there is isn't that what it's all about you know a creative process is uh, the creator and the consumer sit together and sort of iterate over it and then come to a point where the product that has emerged from it is something that is acceptable to the client this is almost a given right in this kind of work what would you say would be a good place to begin something like a website development so it starts with content chitra i think uh, even for website development right see what we are seeing you know in our day to day projects is people are asking for you know changes that should they should have asked you know long back in the design process or even in the content process the client is giving feedback about content when he's seeing the design so you know it it is a rework for everyone for example if you change the word in a content and you know that the content has a corresponding image then the image will, would also have to change as far as design is concerned yes you're right you know it is iterative and uh, the creator and consumer sit together and uh, what is recommended is you know you iterate fast so that is you know one thing with has to happen but there are a lot of things which we are seeing which can be you know downright avoided uh, i think i think people have to uh, be conscious about what they are seeing at each stage for example even if i start with content you know read the words you know see if it's making sense see if the messaging is coming out clearly then sign off then if i go to the wireframe you know look at the flow and you know look at uh, what is being what what is happening on you know each page then uh, when you go to the design then you you know just look at the look and feel and sign off you know if you and what after that it goes to development and you know again there if you get design level feedback feedback you know it is rework for the designer as well as the developer it is up to the pm or you know it is up to the designer to you know make the client conscious of you know what is happening at each stage and make sure you know it gets signed off properly and uh, have some 
some kind of uh, you know return understanding that you know if you ask for a change of something that you have approved earlier then you know it has to be associated with the cost i think those are the small small things that we can bring into play to you know improve the process yeah so what we uh, often see i i totally agree with subu uh, feedback often comes uh, late uh, and uh, what we often see is that the stakeholders they you know they get really involved or they are ready to put in their time to uh, do the requisite uh, reviews only towards the end when the final product is or or something which is like almost 80 to 90% done is in front of them probably at the stage when we are sharing the content or we are sharing the basic design maybe the the wireframes or the prototypes often times the stakeholders who are really involved or who should be involved are you know not putting in that 100% to do the reviews uh, so if that is done i think it just helps in avoiding any kind of rework at a later stage so again this is something that we see not just with website design but it's also something that we see with any other kind of design maybe the stakeholder is the cxo of larger mid size company he or she does not have the time or the bandwidth to spend uh, reviewing just a content just a document which has content so often times anything that is designed or you know any kind of work that we do goes to them at the final stage and that's when we get to know that there are so many changes that need to be done which is a you know not very good use of time for all those who are involved in the project yeah thanks for sharing these points of view subo and tara i understand that sometimes the key stakeholders or perhaps the decision makers in this case really can't for whatever reasons be involved very early on in the project which would ideally be a good thing if they were there but i'm also wondering as y'all were sharing your points of view for example subu said that you start with the content and then have people examine the kind of messages that they want to deliver to their customers because very often i think the kind of people that we engage with are our customers but they in turn have their customers we have some insight not too much into what their customers are going to appreciate or look forward to in the website so while this whole thing is building out it will have its own uh, so let's say as experienced website designers you are able to visualize it from the get go but to the customer the visualization comes together when they actually see something so which is perhaps why they respond or react so late in the day any thoughts on how this could be brought to light or how this could be revealed to them very early on i mean helping them understand that it is iterative yet helping them also understand that this has to be built layer by layer much like how an architect first prepares a blueprint for a house and then only when the construction begins and the walls start coming up and the windows start getting inserted is when the client really begins to get an idea of how the house will take shape because very few of us can actually read designs or visualize them when they are on a piece of paper or let's say they are two dimensional even for that matter right architects do use a lot of three dimensional imaging today earlier they used to use uh, cardboard mockups which were in three dimension nevertheless the reality often is slightly far away from what the design is so what in your opinion can be done 
to help this visualization come together a little earlier on so we do it with wireframes uh, i think that is probably our best place after content and before design for the client to kind of you know get a view of what it's going to look like at least in terms of layout maybe not in terms of high fidelity process and uh, what what is recommended is you know a stakeholder who is signing off is present throughout the process at all stages and you know he understands what is signing off on and uh, when you give an example of architecture for example let us say if i'm create doing a house and i did the foundation and you know i'm doing the room if people want to go and change the layout you know at least in the in the architecture world very next to impossible unless the client is super rich where he can afford uh, you know uh, something being broken down and reconstructed again but in the digital world what happens is change is relatively easy you just have to alter stuff on your computer you're not really breaking anything i think the stakeholder who is signing off has to be onboarded throughout the process right from content to even for the for that matter in other upstream process like user research and all that and he has to be aware of what we are finding and what we are doing at each stage and that i think will reduce a lot of rework you know when he starts seeing the actual stuff because it is in line with what we have researched and identified and what we are doing so i think one of the reasons why a lot of times clients don't like what they see is because one is they didn't have an opportunity to visualize the other thing is you know they we have not made them part of our thought process so i think once that happens i think then you know the number of changes would come down yeah that's an interesting point of view subo yeah i agree i think chitra uh, the earliest step or phase where we can kind of get the stakeholder buy in would be at the wireframe stage right wherein we have some idea about the content if not some i think more than uh, some idea of the content the layout the information architecture of uh, the entire uh, website so i think that is definitely a stage where we need to get all the stakeholders involved make sure that they understand what is being planned and then uh, once they are at least 90% sure about the the ia that is being planned and then you know we move on to the more detailed uh, prototypes where they they are able to see where the content would sit and the colors and how it would all ultimately uh, come together on the website I, I think these days for the last two or three projects, what we have also have been doing is show the client how social media artifacts would look like with this this brand book, and you know that helps him kind of like really early on in the process uh, decide okay, you know he wants to go ahead with you know, this kind of look and feel. And we did this for one of our recent projects. The branding and the, the look and feel was carried throughout from the branding into the website, so there was no friction there. I think that is one thing which helped. Interesting. So one. thought that came to me while both of you were planning what could be done was ultimately you know it's about carrying the customer with you uh, like you had mentioned subu is there how do you sort of blend the two thought processes that is from the creator's point of view as well as the consumer's point of view how do you blend these thought processes so that let's say each one is uh, listening to each other each one is seeing each other's points of view you know cuz ultimately that's where you begin to see the convergence and my hypothesis is that probably that's why the convergence seems to be happening towards the tail end rather than let's say even if it happened somewhere in the middle i think things would move a lot faster and become a lot simpler for the remainder of the project so how do you get that you know blend of thoughts going and all of us have worked through enough projects and there is one point in time where you know you you actually get a sense that y'all are rowing together in the same direction versus it feeling like the creator and the consumer sitting in the same uh, rowboat but rowing in different directions all the time what do you think can be done to get to that blending of thoughts or even a shift in the mindset of the 
client so what i do uh, chitra is you know i most of my work at least the first uh, one or two iterations i do it very quickly i i let the client see and you know i it makes him bring out his thoughts and so that way i kind of know okay what is his viewpoint so i don't spend too much time in doing my first uh, or two iterations i do it quickly and share it with the client and take his feedback and then i get to know okay you know uh, this is what his point of view is and uh, as far as design is concerned i always keep my reasons ready and i i'm usually in a position to defend all my choices uh, whether it it is look and feel or layout or you know workflows so i make sure i carry the reasons for what i'm doing and at the same time when i talk it out with the client he it's not that you know i'm going to be right 100% of the time so client brings his own point of view and sometimes you know he recommends changes which because he is sitting in in front of his consumer you know i in most of the projects that we are doing or have done we don't see get to see the consumer face so he says let's do this or do that that is how we kind of do it together i i share the first two iterations like you know very quickly and get his feedback and then after that you know it's both of us together so i feel this is where the branding workshops that we have been doing for some of our clients uh, really helps because um, like i said you know we've done uh, websites where we haven't really started with a branding workshop but uh, i feel that when we start off with a branding workshop when we start with meeting the client over you know two to three sessions where we talk to them we understand uh, the kind of problem that they are uh, solving we understand their their clients uh, we understand their thought process uh, and then we build the brand archetypes and you know the colors the t- uh, typography everything that goes into building uh, you know the brand book and the messaging i think that really helps one in the client becoming comfortable with sharing what is going on in their minds right i think that that really helped us in some of the projects that we have uh, done in the past and they they openly share what they want they give us examples of of uh, other websites that they've seen the the good things that they've seen what they don't want so a lot of i feel we Uh, we understand the clients a lot better when we start off with these uh, branding workshops and i think uh, that really helps in the like you said the convergence right because you you start off on a good note and you we uh, i mean they understand us and we understand them uh, better so i think uh, something like this especially when we are building websites from a scratch for certain clients that's an interesting perspective uh, tara and i think what i'm hearing from both you and subu is get to a place of mutual understanding quickly there are and there are multiple ways in which one can do this perhaps through quick iterations uh, so that the client also begins to visualize early on that provokes thoughts within them and then they begin to share their points of view or start with a branding workshop where they are encouraged a lot to i believe explore themselves and that part is definitely going to be an episode by itself on the edge podcast shortly is uh, you know what goes into actually helping people think about who they are and how their presence in the digital world should come across to their customers or other users or other people who are seeing them in in the virtual space Yeah so Chitra I think uh, when these workshops are done it uh, it reveals a lot of things to the clients about the uh, things that they were probably not aware of before the workshop uh, started because it really gets them thinking before that probably uh, the requirement that they have from their side is just about having a website up 
but there's nothing really concrete uh, in their mind, right? But when these kind of workshops are done, it really gets them thinking and sharing with with the rest of the team. And I think that is uh, very interesting. So I almost see ourselves as guides and facilitators to actually help people see what they need to see or they want to see. I actually wondered before having the two of you on this podcast, you know, website design has been something that's been around for almost three decades now. And uh, here we are having a conversation about, you know, what are the elements that goes into building a website and how it all comes to life and so on. And I still find that many of these aspects are so relevant today. And what you said, Tara, is right, is that a lot of people want to have a digital presence, which has become table stakes now for any business, but have very little idea of how to go about it, or are perhaps even overwhelmed with the whole thought of having a website, isn't it? Very true. I think that's uh, really true. Because I think once they start having these discussions, not just, I mean, it need not be just uh, during a workshop. It's not that we have to have a you know branding workshop, but just the discussions, just the talks, just the discovery meetings, right, that we have with our clients. I think that helps them understand what is uh, really needed and what they would like uh, to have on their website uh, and give us examples of things that they have seen in uh, uh, other websites or things that they most definitely don't want to see on their website. So I I agree that, uh, you know, it starts off as being something that is probably overwhelming, uh, especially if if, uh, you are completely new to the field. But these kind of discovery meetings and workshops definitely help in moving forward. Thanks, Tara. What has perhaps been the toughest challenge for the two of you so far when working on designing websites, anything that stands out from your experience, how did you manage that situation? So I think, uh, you know, there are many times you meet demanding clients and, you know, getting that uh, design right for them. It's a challenge sometimes, especially when, you know, they're expecting something to be very minimal. And, uh, you know, at the same time, you know, it has to look very premium and wow and all that. So a lot of uh, designers, you know, they, they uh, clients, they, they'll keep saying, you know, it doesn't pop for me, you know, it is not uh, wow, it is the feedback ranges from it's looking crappy to, you know, it is still not that. I, I think uh, there have been two or three clients who have been that kind of demanding, and uh, you know, the first, like I said, I when I do the first uh, one or two iterations, I go in with the expectation that it's going to get trashed. You know, at the same time, it gives me an insight of what the client wants. So. With demanding clients, they have they come with a very set mindset. They know their competitors, you know, and uh, most of the clients, what I feel is, you know, they they want something very eye-catching. I think it's very, the look and feel is very, very important for them. The workflow or the efficiency of the design and, you know, the information architecture, all that uh, behind the hood since, you know, it is something they expect the designer to take care of. But when it comes to the look and feel, they, ha- they, they always have high expectations. So I think that is where it gets challenging sometimes to, you know, uh, do something which is simple, but, you know, it looks beautiful at the same time. So Chitra, as uh, Subhu was speaking, I was just thinking that, you know, just like uh, design is uh, subjective, what I like, somebody else might not like. Similarly, I I think content also, we face uh, similar issues and challenges when it comes to what our clients appreciate or don't uh, appreciate. 
so often times though we uh, feel you know we are headed in the right direction with the messaging there are times when we have clients who just who um, are not okay with it and then we have to you know kind of iterate there and make sure we get the the tone and the voice right or or at least help it you know meet what the client is expecting so those are the typical uh, challenges that we've seen especially when it comes to uh, preparing content for websites i think what both of y'all says is nicely complemented each other's uh, points of view in this in this aspect before we head into perhaps another session diving deep which i think will be totally different episode by itself on this podcast about you know certain nitigrities of website development and i'm sure there must be so many aspects to consider i want to ask each one of you if one listens to the way y'all came into this kind of work one's tempted to ask given the number of courses that are available today to become a website designer what is it that you would like to share with people who aspire to take up website designing as a career or want to make a success of themselves as website designers what would you have to share with them so i think you should have you know i think i would like uh, think of three you know essential ingredients in a good designer one is he has to be a problem solver and the second thing is you know he has to be a good uh, something who understands someone who understands workflows in a in a very good way i think that is what makes an efficient uh, you know user experience that and third thing is he has to have a good eye for aesthetics so i think these if you have these three i think you are your kind of you know you can be a good designer so unless you uh, understand the root cause and then you know how to solve it and you can solve it in a aesthetic way i, I think these three ingredients make a good design the course will all teach you the same thing you know they will formalize it they will take you through the steps but essentially i think if you have these three skills i think you you can be a good designer apart from what uh, subhu said i also feel you know you have to be uh, somebody who is hands on right be ready to uh, install that theme try out things uh, for yourself because once you start working on these things it's uh, what i feel is this it's pretty straightforward it's just that you have to uh, move from a uh, step to step in a systematic manner and i also feel that you know you should have this eye for detail you know just setting up a website having images here text there content here icons there is fine but that eye for detail make sure that you know there are no glaring issues uh, that are there so that should be uh, that should be something that is uh, that all uh, website designers have right uh, that eye for detail should be there thanks tara thanks subhu so i think i would give an example of you know driving a car in you know bangalore traffic how we test your patience and how you keep your cool you know design is something very similar you will get to meet a variety of people as your customers and you know you will go through a lot of iterations and you will encounter different thought processes as a skill you know as a as a as a skill it will teach you to kind of you know get tuned to that and you know expect change throughout your work it is not over you know at any point in time if you are a designer you know you'll always uh, once you uh, become an experienced designer i think side by side you'll also develop this you know attitude of expecting change that's something i would like to share yeah i think that was a great way to round off this podcast so thank you very much subhu and tara i am certainly looking forward to many more conversations with the two of you in the context of whether it's design content creation website design information architecture so many aspects to deal with either design 
or learning or marketing which is what the edge podcast is all about so thank you so much thank you thanks chitra subscribe to the edge podcast on your favorite podcast channel we are on google itunes spotify stitcher and more if you like this episode please share it with your friends if you have stories to share and want to be featured on our podcast write to us at podcasts@adepticlabs.com at